At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. How's it going, guys? And welcome to Billy the Bat Boys Corner, presented by Up On Game. I'm Billy Pinckney, and today we have Ross Stripling joining the show. He's a big league all-star, played in the 2018 All-Star Game for the Dodgers, and is currently one of the best starting pitchers with the Toronto Blue Jays right now. So we're very excited to have him discuss some of his pitching philosophies, what's been effective for him this year, and how he's been able to get so many big league hitters out this season, as well as for the younger players, once again, how they can improve and what advice a big leaguer has for them. All right, guys, we're here alongside former big league all-star and current pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, Ross Stripling. Ross, appreciate you taking the time. Billy, what's up, man? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, man, you're part of the AL East this year, uh, Toronto Blue Jays. What a great division this is and, and a rivalry with all these different teams that are competing for playoff spots. How can you describe this year specifically and how much of an impact it's had on your season? Man, uh, you know, just my career as a Blue Jay thus far has been crazy. Um, you know, with COVID, we played a whole season in Buffalo. I got traded in the middle of that season. Uh, then the next year, we played 20-something games in Florida, 20-something games in Buffalo, and then finished the year in Toronto. And this year, we've been in Toronto all year. And, um, you know, so it's just been a whirlwind. But, you know, what you said is, is spot on. I mean, the AL East is is the hardest division by far. I think everywhere else is is the big leagues and the AL East is the show. Um, you know, it just seems like it has the best talent from top to bottom, uh, par none. And it's a battle every time you take the mound. I mean, it really is. The Orioles are like nine games above 500 this year after they lost 100 and whatever games last year. They took a massive step forward. So every game has mattered. We missed the playoffs by one game last year. We literally beat the Orioles, walk inside, and Rafael Devers hits a walk-off homer, and our season's over, and we're all going home. So – you know, that was heartbreaking. So we've, you know, kind of played this year with our hair on fire a little bit. We've been streaky for sure. But, you know, when we're playing well, we're one of the best teams in baseball and, and we're looking to make some noise here come in October. Well, I noticed this year, you know, obviously you're having a great year and something that you're doing really well is commanding your pitches, whips just above one. Uh, but the balls that you're throwing has a high chase rate. A lot of the guys are swinging and missing. Is that something you worked on this offseason is finding ways for you to miss the barrels and, and just create swings and misses? 
You know, I would say not necessarily. I've never been a guy that's really chased strikeouts. Um, you know, that's just never been a big part of my game. I'd much rather be efficient and get soft contact. I think the biggest thing this year has just been my changeup. It's just taken a really big step forward. At the end of last year, I got with kind of the analytical team from my agency, as well as both pitching coaches here with the Blue Jays. And they both gave me the same information. They said, throw more changeups, um, throw more to righties, throw more mid count, throw more latent count. And, you know, just up the usage completely. So when we had the CBA shut down, I was able to really like start throwing some extended bullpens some YBPs against big leaguers in Houston. There's a ton of big league guys in Houston. We were at Rice University and could throw that thing and have guys stand in and then kind of pick their brains afterwards. Um, you know, Adam Frazier, uh, Alex Bregman, like there were some really good bats there that were giving me, um, you know, real advice about what to do with that pitch and it, it helped a lot man and, and kind of gave me more confidence with it and then this year all you've seen me do is is get more confident with it as I've thrown it and up the usage to righties and it's 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 my best pitch by far as far as swing and misses uh you know hitters chasing it out of the strike zone and all that so it's been a real equalizer for me this year right I think you have a ball there too will you be able to show us that grip yeah yeah so everything stems off my four seam um it's hard doing it this way. I usually do it that way, but I'll try and show it. So I, I grip a four seam and I'm actually opposite of the horseshoe. Almost everyone throws their four seam with their middle finger on the higher part of the lace. For whatever reason, that's never been comfortable for me. So I actually throw it on the smaller part of the lace. Um, and then all I do is I keep my middle finger exactly where it is. And I just spread my fingers out as far as I can. So it's not like a true circle, even though I'm kind of making the circle there. It's not a true circle change because my fingers are so spread out. It's almost more of like a split grip the way it comes out of my finger because it really comes off my middle finger. And um, it's not the nastiest thing in the world, but I have a weird arm angle. I throw from really over the top and it spins like my fastball. And I think, you know, from talking to the hitters, like I just talked about in Houston, that was the biggest thing. They said, man, it spins exactly like your four seam fastball, which I, that's all I throw. I don't really throw two seams. So if I can make it look like my heater and then it's just going to have natural depth because of how high my arm angle is, um, you know, the guys are going to chase it below the zone, which is, you know, what we've seen. Especially if you're releasing it at the same spot and you're tunneling it. Is that something you worked on too? Is just trying to keep it in that same spot and, and for as long as you possibly can? Yeah, exactly. You know, that's, that's the name of the game, man. These hitters are the best in the world and their hand-eye coordination is, is just insane, right? So you got to be able to be as deceptive as you can. So the longer you can make something look like a strike or look like something they can hit, especially with how good these hitters are hitting low balls, right? Where, you know, almost all these guys are low ball hitters. That's why you see so many fastballs up in the strike zone. So if I can make something look like it's going to be a fastball strike at the bottom of the zone, you know, that's their nitro zone. That's where they want to, you know, swing and do damage. And then all of a sudden it's 10 miles an hour slower and falling below the zone. Um, you know, that's how you get soft contact and swings and misses. So yeah, that was the whole idea for sure. I also noticed that you're using a sinker too this year, pitch that you didn't use last year, right? But you did have in the past. Right. Yeah. I used it a little bit in college. Um, you know, my college coach was very much like you throw four seams to your glove side and two seams to your arm side. So I'd always throw this little two seam and never did anything. And it was like three miles an hour slower. It's really hard for me from, you know, my angle to make something move left to right. But I, I worked on that this off season. It was kind of the same thing. And, and essentially the reason for that was, righties I think were really eliminating the inside part of the plate against me I didn't throw change-ups to him much I didn't do a lot of stuff up and in if I did it was just for show and then I'd go back away with with fastball slider curveball 
And so that's, you know, kind of stems from what we've already talked about. I wanted to up the change up usage and I wanted to start having something that moved into a righty to make them respect the inside part of the plate. So they couldn't just lean out over. I mean, I, I would throw Mike Trout like a really good slider away, black away, and he would lean out over and pull it for a home run. I mean, that's the best hitter in the world. Right. But that, that just shows you that they weren't respecting the inside part of the plate against me. So this has a, this sequence of like the sinker, change up that's on you know the arm side part of the plate for me uh has has been an equalizer against righties uh, i've always been reverse splits i've always been able to get lefties out better than righties but i think this year it's more even than it's ever been i think it's because of those two pitches that's great have you been inducing more ground balls as a result oh uh, that's a good question you know i don't i don't necessarily know the numbers i've always i've always gotten a lot of ground balls on my off-speed stuff but i would guess that two seam has gotten a lot of ground balls based on just kind of my memory of, of using it when i do um it's gotten, you know, a lot of soft content. I think it just kind of has taken guys by surprise while they, you know, don't know that I have it. So it, it looks like something like a middle end heater that they can swing and do damage on. All of a sudden it's off the barrel and, and getting a lot of ground balls to the left side. Can we see the grip for that too? Are you gripping like a two seam? Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, that's a true two seam. And then I'm just putting it together on the, on the one lace that, that I, I mentioned it earlier. I have a really hard time making something move uh, like a sinker or two seam. And this was the only grip and I'm kind of throwing it like my change up as far as like how it comes off my middle finger. And that's, I think that's why it's been able to work is, is those two pitches feel very similar coming out of my hand. And, and um, you know, that's why it's been a good sequence for me. Right. Is there any more pressure from the index finger on that or just releasing it straight over the top like normal? Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to pronate it. I'm really literally. So like my cutter's kind of the same, right? So if I throw this four seam, my cutter is I just put my fingers together and roll it up. And the same thing, I'm, I'm literally just like cutting it down with my middle finger. I'm super middle finger dominant. I mean, we're just going through all my grips here. This is my curveball. It's a spike knuckle curve, right? All middle finger. So like everything comes off my middle finger. So I just worked on this little sinker two scene thing until I found one with my middle finger that I could really rip on this lace, not feel like I have to pronate because then you're kind of taking velocity off or whatever, something that I could throw that feels like my fastball but has a little bit of movement. And that's how I settled on this grip right here. Awesome stuff. Well, I do want to switch gears a little bit and talk about something that came up last week. And that's the rule changes within the big leagues for next year. And a couple of them impacting pitchers first being the, the pitch clock where you'd have 15 seconds with nobody on and then 20 with somebody on base. I mean, we saw that coming. Uh, it's been used in the minor leagues for quite a few years now. What's your opinion on it? Do you think it'll be more effective than what's in place right now? So I like it a lot more than most players. You know, the vote came out and it, you saw that the four players on our on our competition committee voted no to the pitch clock and to the shifts. Um, you know, that's guys going back and getting other players' opinions and going to vote on their behalf. So obviously players didn't want it. I'm actually pro the the baseball clock. I, I just think the, the pitching clock, I, I think the narrative around baseball right now is, is – you know, it's a shame, but it very much is. we got to speed up the game. We need less time between action. Everyone's trying to hit homers. You know, we need stolen bases, all that kind of stuff back. And, and, and these rule changes move the needle in the right direction. Uh, I did a rehab outing in August in, uh, in New York against the Mets, and they turned it off for me, but they had it on for the other guy that was throwing. And the game was flying, man. It was flying by. And, and, but it wasn't too fast. It, it was just good. It, it's going to be better for fans that are there watching in person. It's going to be better for fans at home. And I think it's just going to be like a more efficient, better to watch game. And um, 
it'll be adjustment for a lot of guys. A lot of guys like to sit back and listen to their walkout song and like to get out and change, you know, hit their cleats and change their batting gloves and, and, you know, take a big breath. A lot of relievers like to step off, take their big breath, gather, be in the moment. And, and it'll be an adjustment for those, some of those guys, but with the pitch calm now, and some of the other things, man, I, I think once we adjust, it'll I think we'll be really, really glad that we do it. I, you know, you'll see a lot of games more in like the two hour, 20, two hour, 30 mark instead of these, you know, three and a half hour marathons that we're playing. Have you been using the pitch com yourself? Yeah, I love the pitch com, man. I use it with nobody on, nobody out, um, not just with guys on second or runners on. I, I think it I think it makes me more efficient. I think it keeps me on the attack. I tell the catchers the second they throw me the ball back put something in and I can shake, you know, I don't have to like get on the rubber and look at you before you give me a sign. Like, let's just, let's cruise. Um, you know, I think the pitchers that are, are working quickly, you know, that it's an easy way to keep hitters off balance and kind of keep the pressure on them. And I, I think it's been big for me for that. Well, one of the other changes you just mentioned the shift to, I mean, defensive alignment, uh, it's with the analytics, it's important because they know everything now where guys hit the ball and everything. What's your opinion on that? Do you think that that's going to create more hits for the opposition and, and just be difficult for you? Or do you think this is better off? So it's funny. Uh, I was I was pro the the change as well. And then I listened to an interview of Clayton Kershaw on Twitter uh, yesterday, and he said, all we're doing is rewarding hitters for not making an adjustment, um, which is such a Clayton Kershaw thing to say. But that's kind of spot on, right? I mean, honestly, Hitting is the hardest thing to do in sports. I, I, I don't doubt that. Pitchers are only getting nastier by the year. Um, you know, velocity and stuff just keeps going up. So I get it. It's really hard to hit. But at the end of the day, you would expect the best in the world to be able to make an adjustment and find a way to get hits against the shift. And now we're going to reward them with taking it away, right? So I, I do once again think it moves the needle in the right direction as far as some of the stuff we hear about baseball. We need more hits. We need more guys getting on base. I, I think you'll see that, but I, we still definitely reward home runs, right? So I, I do think a lot of guys are still going to try to hit the ball out of the ballpark because that's what front offices are, are paying for. So, you know, it might be an adjustment before they start paying the, the 300 hitter with a 700 OPS, but he gets 190 hits in a year and he's on base all the time. But right now, while we're still rewarding guys for hitting 30 plus homers and, and slugging, but striking out a lot, maybe walking a little bit, um, you know, I don't know how much of a difference it's going to be, but I, I think I, I think it's a good change right now. And then we'll see kind of how it how it comes over the years. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. And then the other one is obviously the bigger bases. And with the bigger bases expanding by three inches, the the base runners also have that oven mitt that adds a little bit of extra length there when they're sliding. What's your opinion on that? Do you think the base runners should be able to wear that protection over their hand? Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. You know, the, I think the worst thing in the world would be a, a Mike Trout, a, a Juan Soto, a Mookie Betts who, you know, break a finger sliding into a base. If that avoids that, then then that's worth it. You know, the, the last thing we want to see is our superstars missing time. So that, that doesn't bother me. Uh, that was the one of the three that we voted yes on as players. You know, I never heard anyone complain about the bigger bases. Obviously, MLB is trying to get stolen bases and, and, you know, just moving runners and that kind of stuff back into the game. You think of like those Royals teams that were in back-to-back world series back in like 14, 15, whenever that was, those were, those teams were so fast, man, they were running everywhere and everyone was so athletic and dynamic and how fun that team was to watch. You know, they're trying to bring that brand of baseball back and this is a small step in that direction, but yeah, the, the glove, the mitt, um, you know, I don't really think you'll hear any of us complain about that. Well, one other thing that has come up recently with on the minor league side is them unionizing. I mean, that's a big movement by them. Uh, something that will hopefully, you know, end up being something that'll really help them out in years forward. What can you say about that, and, and how much of an impact it'll have? Man, it's it's great for them. It really is. You know, they they have they have fought tooth and nail the last couple of years to you know for better pay, for some better rights, for just overall better way of life for minor league players, and it's you know it's led to some cutbacks of how many players there are and of teams and stuff like that. And maybe that's a good thing. Everyone has a different opinion, but you know, those, those, those are kids trying to start a life. A lot of them have families. A lot of them are trying to, um, you know, pay off student debts, all sorts of stuff that minor leagues deal with. They're normal human beings with normal problems. So this, this is a, you know, great step in the right direction for those guys to, to have someone looking out for them uh, in a union and fighting for them. And, and the same way we do at the big league level. So I, I think it's great. I'm happy for them. I hope it, works out the way we all want it to, um, you know, and they start to see some changes that really benefit their overall way of life and, you know, allow them to go out and play baseball without kind of the added pressure of, man, how do I take care of my family or, or am I really doing the right thing? Do I really have a future in this that, that can really weigh on guys' shoulders? Absolutely. Well, I do want to throw it back to your time with the Dodgers. I mean, you had a great time over there, worked with somebody uh, like Rick Honeycutt who helped you out a lot. What can you say about him and the mentor that he was? Man, Honey was the best. He really was. Talk about, um, you know, I, I, I got called up into just the perfect situation. Clayton Kershaw is, is definitely the best, like, mentor and friend that I've had, both on the field and away from the field. Just an awesome family man, Christian man, and then obviously a Hall of Famer. He helped me so much with, with being a better pitcher. And then Honey, 
was the perfect pitching coach for what I needed. He, he really taught me how to like, how to scout, how to prepare for a lineup and um, a little bit more old school, right? Like he was definitely kind of uh, on his way out as far as the, the drive line and the analytics and the stuff that was coming in and he understood it, but you know, he's a 70 year old man. He was, he was old school baseball. He pitched in the big leagues for like 20 years and then coached for another 20, but he was what I needed. You know, my mechanics are wacky. I don't really use my legs very well. I throw from over the top. We, he helped me find like a happy me medium where I was still using my body the way I should, but I didn't, sacrifice what makes me good which is the uniqueness of my arm angle and and um you know the angle that i come through the strike zone with my stuff um and then just let, you know the stuff i touched on like this is this is how we read swings this is what a good pitcher does in the video room to to prepare for you know some of the good lineups that are that are in that division and even some of the playoff lineups that we face so he was he was huge for me both those guys kershaw and honey um you know i'm, I'm in my seventh year and i I feel confident saying I wouldn't be here if I didn't get called up into, into those, those two guys being there to mentor me. Right. Well, also while with the Dodgers, you were an all-star in 2018. I mean, how, how meaningful is that to you to represent that organization and be named one of the best in the league? Yeah, man, that, uh, I'm really proud of that for sure. It was kind of a perfect combination of some things. I broke that year out of the bullpen as I did a lot of times in LA and because of injuries was thrusted into the rotation and just kind of did really well. Uh, you know, I, I was thrown a little bit harder that year. Um, you know, a, a lot of things were working. My curveball was the best it had ever been. And I just had a really good first half and kind of gain confidence as you have success. And, um, you know, that team is so good and, and it's, it's, it's cutthroat in a way because you know they have so much depth, so much talent that the second you start struggling, there's someone else ready to take your job. So I really wanted to run with that with that chance in the rotation that I got and uh, made my way into a, an all-star game, you know, which was cool. I got a little bit lucky. Uh, Dave Roberts was coaching that game. I was an alternate. Michaelis either pitched or got hurt right before, and, and Dave Roberts picked me. So I'll take it, though. I got that all-star game uh, uh, badge on my jersey or on my baseball reference page for sure. Hopefully make another one. But, yeah, really proud of that. I took the L in the game, which uh, is okay. But um, – you know, it, it, it was it was a ton of fun, man, to see the best in the game and kind of be able to sit back and, and chum it up with them for two days and see how they go about their business and and all that. I mean, it's it's something that I hope really every player gets to experience. Obviously, they won't. But it's you know, it's a really special weekend where you bring in your family and you meet the best in the game. and You just, you know, have a lot of fun for 48 hours. Yeah, for sure. Well, a lot of what we do here is trying to help the younger players out. And, uh, you know, are there any things that you wish you did differently as a younger player, maybe in little league in high school, college ball that maybe they could learn from? Man, good question. Um, I was, I was a late bloomer with baseball. I, I went to like a massive football school here in, in Texas. And uh, if you wanted to play football, you had to do off season football, which is in the middle of the baseball season. So I actually didn't pitch until I was 18. Um, but you know what, man, I, I think that helped me a lot. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think you should like tell your son not to pitch till he's 18, but I played everything under the sun. I played football, basketball, baseball. I played soccer. I tried lacrosse. I tried tennis. I went to tennis camps. I, I mean, I just, I, I played everything. And I think that helped me just kind of become an athlete in general. And then, um, you know, went and, and but basically it made it to where I tried everything. And then once I found baseball, found pitching, I fell in love with it. I knew it's what I wanted to do. And, and I became laser focused on it. And, you know, young guys, it's just, you know, you can't do too much. 
pitching, especially like you can't throw a bullpen every day, but you can work on other things. You can work in the weight room. You can work on the mental side of game. And when you throw, be laser focused on what you're doing that day and get better. And then, you know, take the rest and, and all that you need to do. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I feel like I'm going down a tunnel here, but there's so many ways I can take this question. I, I just think that young guys probably want to get so far ahead of themselves. They want to get that scholarship or they want to get to the next level in pro ball or, or whatever it is. And sometimes you can start looking ahead rather than what you're doing that day and what needs to be focused on that day to get better. And um, you know, that's, that's what I would try to say in such a roundabout way that I just took is, is, be in the moment and, and understand that what you're doing right now will lead to better things down the road. Don't just um, don't start looking so far forward that you lose track of what you're doing right now. And there's a lot of young pitchers out there who at a very young age are so focused on velocity and not necessarily commanding their pitches, but instead just trying to throw as hard as they possibly can. You're somebody who doesn't throw extremely hard in low 90s and uh, now not throwing the upper 90s. So what would you say to them for what they should be really focusing on? Man, be great at what you have. Um, you know, it, you can work on velocity. You can do weighted ball programs. I do a weighted ball program. I don't necessarily do it to gain velocity. I do it to kind of loosen my shoulder up and and stay strong. And, and on some days where I don't want to throw a ton, I'll do some more weighted ball stuff. But for the guys that aren't flamethrowers like me, master what you have and work on your craft. Um, you know, I'm a guy that throws four pitches in any count. That is my strength. My strength is if you are 2-0, 2-1, 3-1, you don't know what you're going to get from me. And there's not a lot of guys that necessarily do that. There's a lot of guys that can just feed 97 in a two, one count and attack you and, and say, hit it. This is my best pitch. You know, my best pitch is all my pitches. So, um, you know, to those guys, I would say, you know, get with someone that maybe has a track man or a rap Soto and do some pitch sequences where you're gripping different changeups, maybe three or four different grips and you throw it. And then you look at the metrics and, and, or look at, or have someone stand in and, and the eye test and tell you, oh, that one's better, or that one stinks, or okay, let's work on that one a little bit more. Okay, now do it with breaking balls, throw some sliders, throw some curveballs, see which one's better because fat man, big leaguers, good hitters in general can hit a bullet. They can they can time up a bullet. It, it doesn't matter if you throw a hundred, you got to be able to locate it. And if you don't throw a hundred, then you got to be able to locate some other stuff. So I would I would just say really focus on the arsenal that you have and master it and be able to throw anything in any count because keeping hitters off balance is the name of the game. Ross, I appreciate you hopping on. Uh, great stuff. Uh, best of luck the rest of the year. It's going to be exciting. Billy, thank you, man. I appreciate you having me. Well, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Billy the Bat Boys Corner presented by Up On Game. Ross Stripling, man, uh, what a guy. He knows a lot about the game of baseball. Uh, an established veteran pitcher at the major league level and has, is leading a playoff race for the Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, they're somebody who, who's going to help lead that team to the playoffs and, and hopefully do great things in the postseason. And for the younger players out there, we're doing what we can to help out them and, and what they should focus on. I mean, we hear so much about velocity, and you just have to hone in on your strengths, as Ross said during this interview. And uh, if you would like to learn more about what we're doing here with Billy the Bat Boy's Corner and Up on Game, be sure to follow on social media, at Billy the Bat Boy, at Up on Game Network. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and don't forget, we're supporting the Father English Center in Patterson, New Jersey, and we'll see you next time here on the show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them 
can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 